What is what does a dyslexic Santa say? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't laugh at him. <laughs> laugh Just at him. Just encourage him. That's not right. <laughs> He's a child. <laughs> I got gray hair. Here, here we are. Here we are again with another episode of the No More Leadership BS podcast. And depending upon how much... Uh, of the f- the previous minute or so ends up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> I want you all to know that these five people on the No More Leadership BS podcast, Jeff, Geoff, Dr. Sam, and Myra, are all, all highly experienced and educated leadership gurus, even though they act, what did Conroy just say? You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> And that, dear listener, should give you hope. Did he just call us high? We're high gurus? Is that what he yes. said? To, to be an effective leader, you have to be willing to be yourself. And that doesn't mean to be childish necessarily, but there's a time for fun and laughter. And boy, this crew knows how to do that part. We also know how to work hard and how to set culture and change culture. And that's what we want to talk about during this episode. Does the holiday season, which we are in now, and we want to make sure that we're not stepping on somebody. A lot of people celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's and all of the the holidays that go around in this time frame. So we're not necessarily talking about just Christmas or just New Year's or just Thanksgiving, what, whatever you do to celebrate during this time of the year, we're talking to you. And we want to know, and what I want to talk about today, guys, is we've talked in a previous episode maybe about what do you do during the holidays? Do you do ex- extended hours or do you shorten your hours? And of course, there's people that want to take time off. And this is the season where kids are out of school, so daycare is tough to come up with. Some people have to stay home with their kids, all that kind of stuff. And so here's the question. Do we use this time of year to cement the culture that we have in our organizations as leaders? Do we use this time of year to, to build and to really solidify the culture we have in our companies? Or does this time of year expose our culture? And so I want to go to Dr. Sam first. What what do you think, Sam, about this time of year when when business doesn't seem normal because we're in this holiday season? Does it expose our culture or can we use this time to to build and cement our culture? The answer is yes. So yes. here's a couple of examples from the retail space that I've observed. One is when Black Friday has crept into Thanksgiving Day. And for a few years, that was normal. That's just what we're doing now. We're apparently we're getting stuff to the bills on turkey and then going out and shopping with a, in the best of our moods. And some companies chose to walk away from that and say, no, our people need to we'll get some time with our families. We'll do Black Friday like normal crazy hours tomorrow, but not the day of. However, when people were participating, I, I was a Black Friday shopper. No shame there. But this one company, I was watching specifically the employees run around like crazy trying to get this thing set up and trying to keep this particular 24-hour service space in order. And 
easy to access. Wait for not the doors to open, but the clock to tick at the right time and prevent every customer and every employee from being off time because the sale didn't start until like midnight or whatever. And I'm not exaggerating. If you ever seen an action movie where everybody's in one space, guns are drawn, it's tense, it's silent. And then somewhere off camera, somebody drops something. And all of a sudden, everybody starts shooting and firing everything. That is, without the the weaponry, that's exactly what happened. Everybody's standing around these kiosks and somebody somewhere tore something. I'm not kidding you. Every human in that place went directly for the wrapped up kiosk and started doing everything. The employees are just beside themselves. I tell that story because that culture was exposed in a hot minute because the whole thing was set up to be big sale, big retail, big money. And everybody wanted their deal. The employees wanted to get the heck out of the way, just get their part done because there's nothing in it for them besides just not getting hurt, basically. So it was a great example of probably some of the worst examples of retail uh, experience for the employees and for the customers. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. It, uh, I, I'm sure all of us could conjure up in our mind just you can see that chaos um, going on. That's a good example, Dr. Sam. So, Geoff, sometimes when our culture gets exposed, that's a good thing. I think we're talking a little bit here about exposed culture that maybe you don't want to have exposed. But sometimes I think our culture, don't you think, can be exposed and it really shows what we're about and it's what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Anytime you have the opportunity to see your culture in action, whether positively or negatively, it gives you feedback that you can then act upon. And so if you have those moments, like where Dr. Sam was explaining that, which by the way, I've been a part of that before. And I just generally sit back and observe and watch the chaos. Cause I'm like, there's not a single DVD that is worth my hand. Okay. I don't want to get bitten off by some crazed person, but it's that opportunity to really see where the gaps are, where the holes are, or what you're really shining in and enhance the good. If it's just crap and you're like, wow, We just need to burn the whole thing down and start over. That's a starting point. That's a place where you go, okay, that did not work. So what do we do now? What do we do next? What do we do to make it better? You have to have the input in order to make those decisions. And those opportunities, I don't want to say are rare, but they are there constantly if you're paying attention and you know what to look for. And so this type of year, this time of season, the this particular quarter is rife with opportunities for you to observe your culture and how your team one treats each other, treats their clients, and how do they work together to make the organization the best it can be in this last quarter. It's a great opportunity. You just have to be aware of it. And sometimes that means you got to bring in somebody from the outside to look at it because you're mired in it and you can't read the label on the inside of the jar. You got to have somebody on the outside. And I know happen to know five really, four really spectacular people at it. If you need help, just let us know. We'd be more than happy to help you read that label because sometimes that's all it takes is that outside perspective. There you go. Oh, that that's good, Geoff. And Mr. Conroy, can you expand on that a little bit? When our culture gets exposed, can we do the exposing intentionally or do you just allow that to happen, especially this time of year, like Geoff was just talking about, because it's the holiday season, you're going to get exposed no matter what. Give, give me your thoughts on this whole thing. Because I know 
in your history, you, you've had stuff where you and your teams have had to work really hard and long hours during the holiday season to hit end of year goals and, and things like that. What did, put all that together. How do we expose so, our culture on purpose? So I'm going to take this from a different angle. I do not believe that you, the last quarter of the year is a time to expose yourself. Okay. That didn't come across right. To expose your culture. <laughs> I think place and manner. I think the culture is a 24-7, 365 process. If you're waiting for the last quarter to find the, the gaps in your culture, then you're doing something wrong. You should be looking at the gaps in your culture all year long and prepping your team for that final quarter and preparing them and teaching that culture and doing training and getting them ready for when it doesn't matter if it's in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, or fourth quarter, it's got to be consistent because every biz business wants consistency. When you walk in, when you walk into a Disney park in January, February, you still see Mickey, Minnie, Cinderella, the castle, the people are waving on main street and you can smell the cotton candy on the street. When you're there at Christmas time, you're going to have the same experience. The only difference is that there's a big Christmas tree in downtown Disney and it's decorated for Christmas. It's consistency. So as a leader, you need to be constantly educating your staff and training your staff and developing that culture to become bulletproof. So no matter when that happens, your team is ready. In a prior podcast, I brought up during the holiday season, we worked long hours when I worked for the Boy Scouts because the numbers had to be in by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. That camaraderie and fellowship that we had together helping each other out didn't just happen in December. We were friends for the 11 months leading up to that. We helped each other out the 11 months coming up to that. That was just a microcosm of the year right there. We already had that culture in place, that camaraderie and collaborative effort in place. It just became more evident when there, there was a, a drastic deadline. So I, I agree that, that the holiday season, it will expose you for your gaps, but you should be looking for those gaps the other 11, 12 months out of the year and to minimize issues because the customer does come first mm. and whatever you experience during the holiday seasons, you should be experiencing throughout the whole year, just at a smaller level. And that's the time to, to fill those gaps, prepare those gaps, train for those gaps. That's my two cents. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, you can't, nor do you want to create your culture in the last month or two of the year. That, that That's good stuff, Jeff. Hey, Myra, your perspective from real estate, I was just sitting here thinking, and I never thought about it before, the holiday season in real estate's got to be an interesting time. My sense is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that most people aren't out looking for residential or commercial real estate during the holiday season. So how do you deal with that culturally in the real estate space? Go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, you get out of town. Because the truth is they're there on, could be visiting friends. They could have friends visiting and uh, they want something to do. So let's go look mm -hmm. at houses. Let's go look at houses. And you would be surprised how many people are offended when uh, you question them more closely, because obviously if somebody needs a house, you're going to make accommodations if you can. But if they're window shopping, um, then we could 
do it another time. If they're just window shopping, I'd be happy to help you. It's something that has to do not so much with culture, but with boundaries. Just an important part of culture. That's interesting. That's, you have to, in, in real estate, you really have to learn to draw boundaries if you're going to survive it. Just because there's window shoppers, there's people that have really no indication other than an interest in seeing a house that, you know, that they're really serious about. And, and that being said, I am not against developing relationships because somebody could find a house. They're out window shopping. They found something they love and that type of thing. I am against that when my family's there waiting for me. That's just, if I'm available, fine. But there's lots of Thanksgivings that, that I'm eating bologna sandwiches because we're getting together later in the week. So that is not an issue. But I also have to think about the person that is showing things. This brought to my mind more than anything is do what you say you're going to do all year long. And that's what brought up boundaries. Now, when you say expose, that brings into my mind the bright lights when you get on a stage. Have you ever felt exposed? Gee, off, you just did the TED Talk. You're completely, you might as well be naked up there in front of everybody because that's the way you feel. That'll be my next TED Talk. That'll be the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that... I didn't realize that's what the X stood for. Censored. Thank you. But you are exposed. And the holiday turns on the bright light of what you actually are rather than what you say that you are around the holidays. And it's it's an extremely bright light that just really focuses in. And I think as leaders, you are not what you say you are. You are what you do. Correct. And and if there's going to be a time that exposes that, it's going to be the holidays. Ooh, that's leadership gold right there. So here's the question. And I'm just going to throw this out because I agree with you, Myra, totally that the holidays has a tendency to expose or shine the light on your culture. And as a leader, if what you see when that light gets shined on your culture isn't what you want it to be. What do we do next? It's Christmas Eve. What what are we supposed to do? Wow. Learn from it. Learn from it. If it's not what you want, then learn from it. It's not a failure unless you refuse to learn. It's not a failure unless you refuse to learn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Geoff? I was was just going to, I was agreeing. I'm nodding my head like, preach on, sister. Come on. Yeah. No, that's the data point. That's exactly what, that's that learning experience. And if you don't learn from it, that's on you as a leader and you need a lot more help than you think. But isn't that a constant circle? Absolutely. You, you, something happens, you learn from it, you educate yourself, it happens again, you learn from it, you yeah. educate yourself. That's the, that is the cycle of virtuosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's getting better, incrementally better all the time. But if you don't realize that something's going on, it's a vicious- you're... Your circle is stopped and you now have a, I don't even know what, some sort, a parallelogram of confusion. You're out of business. Yeah. It goes back to what Jeff Meyer refers to all the time is the own it mentality. You're not going to fix it till you own it. Yeah. And then you got to put in action. And maybe if you realized on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve or maybe sitting around the Thanksgiving 
table having dinner that your culture needs to change, needs to be something different, you don't necessarily have to jump up from the dinner table and go change it, right? It, that's mm-hmm. not how it happens. Cultures get built over time. And if you realize the one you built isn't the one you want, then it's going to take some time to change it. The realization that needs to change is just the first step. And then there's planning and action and all of those things that coincidentally, there's five people on this podcast that are experts at helping folks do that kind of work. Reach out to us. We're all over social media, of course, including YouTube, which I don't consider to be a social media thing, but I guess it is these days. You can email us an old school thing. We don't have a fax machine anymore, but you can e- email us at, at if I can screen. get the address right, no, no more leadership bs.co or something like that. I don't know. Don't do that. Just message us in the socials. That would be a, a much better thing. And as we continue to provide this high level of leadership experience information to you, on a weekly basis here on the No More Leadership BS podcast, we'd love to hear from you. What challenges are you facing? What information have we provided that from our perspective and our experience has helped you? What do you need help with? Those kind of things. Reach out to us. Our number one goal is to remove all of the BS that surrounds leadership and get down to the things that actually work. Conroy, give me one of those things here and we're going to get out of here. What's Give me one thing that, that's going to help me. I, re, I realize my culture isn't what I want it to be. Where do I start? Give me the one thing. Talk to your people. Ask them what they expect out of their company. Ooh, there you go. Just ask them. Dr. Sam, what would you do? Oh, I love that, Jeff. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. I'd examine the, the thing I think is telling me I've got counter data and examine that. It might be episodic. It might be cultural. Before you jump off, make sure there's water in the pool. Ooh, oh, yeah. Just because somebody <laughs> said there was water doesn't mean there is. Oh, that's awesome. Myra? I gave it my all. I spilled my guts on the last one. I had nothing to add. <laughs> there you go. Now, listener... Just rewind it. I don't remember exactly the timestamp here, but go back. When Myra starts talking, get your pen and paper out and start listening, okay? Geoff? I'm going to go with know your people. Know your team. Know your people. Yeah, that's good too. And that certainly isn't isn't a one-time thing. You can't say, I think my culture's messed up. I better go find out who my people are. It's going to take you some time. Boy, in this holiday season... We are here to tell you, don't put up with any BS, okay? Don't put out any BS. You're the leader. Come on now. You got to step up. Now's the time. The light, the holiday light is shining on your culture, and we want it to be everything that you want it and need it to be. So for Myra, Dr. Sam, Jeff Geoff McLaughlin, Jeff Conroy, I'm Jeff Geyer. This is the No More Leadership BS podcast. We wish you happy holidays and go make your culture the way you want it to be. Until next week, so long, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye. Later, bye.